Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited that you're here. Jesus has a message for us. He has a word for us. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you're here. We thank you for your presence, for teaching us, for preparing us for eternity with you. We give you all the praise and all the glory in your name. He does want to teach us. He wants to teach us his way of living. We live our way and our acceptance is from each other and really not from him. You know, we say we love him, yet if he makes us just a little bit uncomfortable by asking us to do something like things would be done in heaven, we get all out of whack. At least I do. And so then what we do is we just, as soon as, you know, we start getting close to him, he starts teaching us. And we sort of revert back because we're uncomfortable. And so to be comfortable with him, um, you just have to give him a chance and, and just keep sitting with him and inquiring. Because he wants you to be that comfortable as he was with his father. Remember him saying, I actually have a lot of references here. He, he's constantly saying, I only do what my father does. I only say what my father does. I'm doing this because my father told me to. So going a little further, he fell face down. This is when he was in the garden. He said, if it's possible, take this cup from me. Yet as not, I will, but you will. So he was uncomfortable. I get that way. I'm like, can't I just do it this time? Can you just let me? <laughs> because we get uncomfortable because we live in this flesh body and we follow after the things of the world. The things that are, are, are just so magnified, actually, by the enemy. What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? What are you going to wear? What are they going to think of you? Who is your friend? Who's going to reject you? And so we get so focused on that, we forget who we really love, and that is Jesus. And if we want to spend eternity with him, we have to be like he was. John 5.30, I can't do anything by myself. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just because I do not seek my will, but the will of him who sent me. We have to be like him. We have to do that. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. He sent Jesus to show us who he is and how to live his way. I have not spoken on my own, but the Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. John 12, 49. Do you ever have that experience? I have. Jesus, you know, there's something he was asking me to do that I really was uncomfortable with and was afraid of the person's reaction, actually. And he said, you know, you can say things in um, a different kind of a way that would be more accepted. And so he teaches you everything. And it worked. What he told me to do, of course, worked. John 14.10, do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say, I do not speak on my own. Instead, it's the Father dwelling in me and performing his works. And there's more. Oh, here's another one. Very verily I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on me, and he that sent me hath everlasting life, and I shall come into and shall not come into condemnation, but pass from life to death. Jesus wanted me to talk about that today, that we are self-willed. He said that to me one day. He said, you are self-willed. And I didn't like how that sounded. And it was, it was him confronting me, which we want him to confront us. 
Because if he doesn't confront us, he's not telling us the truth, and we're living a lie. And then on that day, he's going to say, I didn't know you. And so we need to be seeking him. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. So that door can be open to us. So we can enter into eternal life. It is not just a prayer. And so in, in what he's been teaching me is his will in my life has to be. It has to be. It can't be my will. And now he's gentle in correcting us and showing us that we're living self-willed. But ultimately, we have to be like him. We have to say what he wants us to say and do what he wants us to do. And it just seems like an impossible thing when you first read it. But when you start conforming to him and saying, okay, um, and you might be like Jesus and saying, well, is there any other way? Can I do it this way? Do I have to do that? Do I have to give this up seriously? Do I have to tell that person no? We're so afraid to tell somebody no, or we're so afraid of what they think that we reject Jesus. We don't want to hear what Jesus has to say because it makes us uncomfortable and we're worried about what people think. But Jesus is saying to us today, worry about what I think. Conform to me. Because if you conform to that person, then really that person is your God. Or if you conform to your flesh and what your flesh wants to do and you know, get your, your satisfaction somewhere else, then really you don't love Jesus. You only think you love Jesus. And it, it, it's, it's just like that for all of us. I'm not just pointing a finger at you. I mean, that's pretty much what he said to me is when he said you're self-willed. You say you love me, you just think you love me, but you really don't love me. And we need him to tell us the truth so we know where we stand. And so, you know, I have been getting to this place where I'm just getting comfortable and, and understanding that I just have to say, whatever he tells me to do, I'm just going to do it. Because when I fight it, it takes longer. I'm more miserable, and um, I, I don't want to be self-willed. And what he has for us is good anyway, right? What he has for us is good, and that's why Jesus came, to show us the good, to show us how to live in heaven on the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what we're called to do. Jesus came and did the will of the Father, and he's calling us to do the will of the Father as well. I'm learning to get out of my comfort zone and, and just let him do his thing in me. Because when I get out of my comfort zone, I get healed. I get counseled. And I get set free of the things that I was afraid of. And really, when you're afraid of something, when you're afraid to get uncomfortable, Satan has you bound. He has you in a box, so to say, and you can't get out because you're afraid to. And he, he puts that fear in you, and, and it's, a, it's a false fear. Um, it's not real, because what he's trying to do is just keep you from God. He's trying to steal you away from God. And if you're afraid to do what God's telling you to do, how are you going to live that abundant life? How are you going to live that life that's overflowing with peace, joy, and contentment? I have come that you may have life, have it to the full, and the enemy has come to take it from you. He's trying to steal it from you, and he does that with fear. And so when God gets you uncomfortable, 
that fear comes and you got to push through it. And, you know, even, even at that, you got to ask him to help you to push through it. You can't do it by yourself. But, you know, his power in you, which is the other thing I like to mention um, every time I get a chance, because people think that Jesus gave up his life so that we could sin because we can't help it. But he lives in you, and so you have his power to resist sin, resist the enemy, and he's going to run, James 4, 7. And when you ask Jesus to rise up in you, to empower you, to do his will, you will be able to do it. So when he gets you out of his comfort zone, he can start moving you in that good plan that he has for you. He can move you into that dream that is in your heart and to that place where you're a part of his life. His quest, his will is that none should perish. And we all have a part in that plan. And, you know, think about living in heaven, what it will be like. That's what he's preparing us for, is to live with him. And if we want to live with him, then we have to say, okay, Father, Jesus, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. Just like Jesus did. Your will be done. Tell me what to say. Tell me how to say it. I surrender. And when you surrender, then when he comes and asks you to do something uncomfortable, you know, you're going to know, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but I'm just going to do it because there is no other way. If I want to live with him, I got to conform to him. I don't conform to Aunt Susie and Uncle John or anyone else who's not following Jesus or actually anyone else at all because we all make mistakes. We're all imperfect. And so we have to follow Jesus. And when we follow Jesus, he's going to lead us to eternal life. We have to follow the Lamb wherever he goes because he's leading us to eternal life. The things that he's asking you to do that are uncomfortable and are not popular, and and with it comes persecution, is the way to eternal life. It's not going to be in heaven, obviously, like it is here. So why are we trying to hang on to here? He's coming, and he's asking us to get ready to move in with him. And if you move in with him, then you got to conform to him. To live in his house, we got to live by his rule, and his rule is love. And you know, the world doesn't understand. We, we don't have, I don't even have a full meaning of his love. I learn every day. His love is so kind, so so compassionate, so like take a step back and look what you're going to say before you say it. How is it going to affect that person? And then even when you, you, when, you are, when you conform to his way and the world doesn't see it and um, you do it anyway, you're loving them because you're showing them Jesus. And even though they don't like what they see in you, even though they don't like what you said or what you did, you have to tell them, you have to warn them that hell is the other option, and hell is real, and hell is terrible, and the enemy is tricking them into hanging on to the approval that they're getting here. And people do that. They look for approval. I mean, I do that. And God is just like cutting that rope in my life. Stop looking for approval from them because they're on the wrong path. And what you do 
should be what I would do. What you say should be what I would say, not what they say, what, what they think, not because they're judging you, but because you're, you're getting ready to move into heaven. If they want to move into hell, that's completely up to them. And, you know, I don't think that's said enough. You know, we're so careful about scaring people. But you know what? We need the fear of the Lord in us. If you really knew what hell was like, and maybe you, if you were there for a day and you came back, you'd be like, I want to go to heaven. I want to be like Jesus. I want to sit with him. I want to do what he does and say what he says. That would motivate you. It would. And I had some things that Jesus said to me that motivated me to get up and get going. You know, that reminds me of what we read yesterday, the man that was laying by the pool complaining. Um, Well, I'm assuming he was complaining. He laid there 38 years and he told Jesus everybody got in his way and he couldn't get up. And Jesus was like, aren't you passionate about getting up? Remember, we read that. And then um, later he was asked... I'll just reiterate this. I think it, it's a good thing. He asked, um, he was asked, who healed you? And the man said he didn't know. And later when Jesus found him, Jesus went looking for him. He said, look it, you're healed. You're, you're healed. Go and sin no more. The first thing he did is went and told them who healed him. But today I was like, he was showing me what he was saying. Look at your healing is here. Now go and sin no more. So why don't we get healed? Why do we have to go to the doctor? In those days, they went to Jesus. When they met Jesus, they went to Jesus to get healed. That man knew who healed him. Of course he did. Jesus said, get up, and he got up. If Jesus walked in the room and told you to get up, you'd get up. Right? But at that time, they had Jesus right there, and he was showing us the Father's way. And now today, we don't get healed. Very few. We see very few miracles. And Jesus gave you the answer. You're sinning. You're not living in my kingdom. You're conforming to the world. And when you live my way in my kingdom, all these blessings will come upon you. You can ask what you will, and it'll be done. You'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed when you go in. But you guys are sinning. You're sinning. Go and sin no more, was my message yesterday. And let's say it again today. Stop sinning. Conform to Jesus. Stop conforming to the world whom the enemy is leading by our flesh. And so that's the message I have for you today. God is saying, just give it up. Stop fighting me. You're begging me for stuff. You're begging me to heal you. You're begging me for money. You're begging me to bless you. And yet you're fighting me because you're sinning. You don't conform to me. And even when we do get a healing, we give the glory to the doctor or the medicine or something. You know, the medicine and the doctor couldn't even work if it wasn't for God. Everything comes from him. So that's what Jesus is beckoning us to do today, is to just conform to him. Give up that argument. Stop fighting him. Stop being against him and be for him. Submit to him so that he can do that good in your life that he wants to do. Submit to him, get uncomfortable, and start walking towards heaven. Because if you don't, you will go 
where you're not expecting to go. And many, because of the, they have the wrong idea of Jesus and who he is, because they don't look at the word, because they don't sit with him and hear, hear what he has to say or what he's thinking. They don't know that. They think everyone goes to heaven. It's okay if you sin, you can still go to heaven. God loves you anyway. He does. He loves all of us. We're his children. But only those who follow the Lamb wherever he goes, only those who conform to him, obey him, are the ones that are going to go to heaven. Jesus said it. He said, not everyone who calls me Lord, that means some are deceived, are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of my Father, those who say, okay, I'm going to say what you said, go where you go, do what you do, whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do it, I'm going to. And then he said after that, but many are going to have all these excuses why they didn't do what he said to do. But I did this, I did that, I did this, I sporadically obeyed you. And he's going to say, away from me, I didn't know you. Maybe he's saying, you're lukewarm, and I'm ready to throw you up. You knew what to do, yet you were wishy-washy, you were double-minded, you were flippant, you did my will one day and not the next, you believed me one day, not the next day. A double-minded man won't receive anything from the Lord. And I was just reading a devotion about that today, that we have to be consistent in our faith. We have to have a goal and press toward that goal and keep believing and stop doubting and stop letting the enemy try to talk you out of who your father is, who Jesus is, who you serve. You know, he just, he'll just take a half a second to give you a wrong thought. And if you go with it, if you're not taking captive your thought, you're going to be on that wide path before you know it. The kingdom of God is taken by force. It's not going to fall on you. It's a fight, and that's why Jesus is waiting. It's not his will that one should perish. He loves us all, and that's why he's speaking out now. And not many, not everyone, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. He said that, I didn't. If we follow the enemy, then we're going to live with the enemy. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, Revelation 3, 19 and 20 says, Jesus said that he corrects those he loves. So if you're going to ask him to come live on the inside of you, you're going to have to be willing for him to correct you. You're going to be have to be willing to say, okay, your way, not my way. Can someone tell you what to do? So many people are like, you're not telling me what to do. I'm not going to do that. So you have to be willing to say, tell me what to do, Jesus. Not my will, but your will. I don't want to be self-willed. Then go ahead and ask him to come live on the inside of you, Revelation 3.20. He's knocking at the door of your heart right now. And if you invite him in, if you will heed his voice, go check it out when we're done here. If you will heed his voice. Okay, I'm supposed to read it to you. Those who I dearly and tenderly love, I tell their faults and convict and convince and reprove and chasten. Discipline and instruct them. This is the Amplified Classic Bible. So be enthusiastic and earnest and burning with zeal and repent. Change your mind and attitude. And behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will eat with him and he will eat with me. So that's it. That's it in a nutshell. You have to follow him wherever he goes. You have to say, okay, Lord, your will not mine. Help me to do what you're calling me to do. Help me when I'm uncomfortable to just do it anyway. 
and then just trust him and he will do it in you. So thank you so much for listening today and 